just uh, start out by saying a, a couple things about what I've observed so far. Because I don't know how much y'all know about Dan the Animal Man. I'm just a guy with a cool job, okay? Um, I'm a wildlife educator, animal trainer. Um, I've done lots of movies and television, been to the White House a couple times, previous administration. <laughs> um, I've done um, commercials, uh, Extreme Makeover, Home Edition, Letterman, Leno, Regis Kelly, all that junk. Um, there's movies, uh, chimpanzee movies, where the chimpanzees play ice hockey, skateboard, snowboard. I did a spy movie. Um, God weaves people together um, in, in your life, okay? Um, where'd Jeff go? Um, Jeff and I have only um, t touched base through um, email. Um, turns out that we have some connection through geographically, um, Auburn, um, Colfax, right? Grass Valley, Sacramento. I have friends in Vallejo. I lived in Weimar. <laughs> you too? How can that be possible? I lived in Weimar. Oh my goodness, that is so crazy. So, uh, and I, ch I trained the, the chimp to snowboard in Lake Tahoe. And we did some of the, the, the ice hockey training at the ice rink in Roseville, right? So, yeah, I mean, we've got some serious, you know, weaving going on there. But let me tell you what I've observed so far, because I do every church that you can imagine. I go to the far righties, the far lefties, and everybody in the center, right? I've seen it all. We come here today and walk in. Number one, I love the coziness. Number two, the praise and worship was incredible. I could feel the spirit dwelling here. And then, to top it off, you prayed for another church. And then somebody comes up and starts talking about abortion and fasting. If I lived anywhere near Cornelius, I would be at New Song. Oh, yeah, I'm telling you. Uh, it's absolutely amazing to me because, again, I, I do so many churches across this country, I can't even begin to tell you. And, again, I'm just a guy with a cool job. Today you're gonna, going to experience Dan the Animal Man as the creature preacher <laughs> because that's what I do when I have the animals and I'm unleashed. Because I, all those other gigs I just told you about, those credentials, those are all secular-based. Now, mind you, okay, when I do those secular gigs and I'm wearing SeaWorld's uniform or Busch Gardens uniform or Columbus Zoo with Jack Hanna's uniform or San Diego Zoo, I did Fox and Friends for the San Diego Zoo not too long ago, I'm wearing their uniform so I can't be the creature preacher, but I can still be Matthew 10, 16, where Jesus says, I will send you out as sheep among wolves, be crafty like the serpent and quiet like the dove. So what do I do? I pack my pockets full of Jesus tracks, usually from Ray Comfort. Yeah, Ray Comfort fans. I've done a lot with Ray Comfort, done some filming, got kicked off Long Beach, uh, Cal State uh, <laughs> University campus with him. Yeah, I had a kangaroo. Uh, yeah. It tends to draw a lot of attention, right? <laughs> the damage was already done by the time they kicked me off. <laughs> uh, but anyway, that's another story for a different day. So um, I pack my pockets full of Jesus tracks and hide them all throughout the studio. 
And when I go to those jobs for the first time, I always take a Bible gold embossed with the, the celebrity's name on it. The, the celebrity's name is Gold Emboss. It's gift wrap Bible from a ministry out of Hollywood called Master Media. They, they specifically minister to uh, media moguls, you know, people who have power through the media, whether it's talk radio, m movies, television, whatnot, print ads, doesn't matter. They have a prayer calendar. It's pretty uh, amazing. Check it out. Um, but I, I do that, and most people don't know it unless they experience me in this capacity, right? Because you don't clock out your Christianity, right? Crafty like the serpent, quiet like the dove, because you are a sheep among wolves, friend, okay? That, um, I, I wanted to clear that up and give you that um, part of what I do, because I want you to be on fire to reach out for Jesus. You are a vessel for Jesus. Uh, this, is your, this is your safe place. You know, we're all into safe places now. <laughs> Jeez. <laughs> uh, don't get me started on that one either. Okay? But um, let, let me just tell you this. Um, I, I, I wasn't sure whether I should, should share this right now because I, I never share this at the beginning of a presentation. But being circumstantial how you mentioned the abortion and we have a testimony that was sitting right next to me that little baby and and the mom who chose life my mom was held down against her will at 15 pregnant with me and forced to have an illegal abortion and i'm a statistic by the world but you and i know different only god doles a soul and only God allows a soul to be taken. Just because you want to take somebody out doesn't mean you're going to be successful. If it's their time, if their arrow is time to hit the dirt, that, that it's time. And that's only by God's sovereign will, not you as some criminal, malicious person. Okay? Why does God allow that? You know, I don't know. You know, it's sad, but all I know is that it's going to change when Jesus comes back. And, and that's the hope that's in us, the peace that surpasses all understanding. And what's amazing is that the illegal form of abortion that my mom had to undergo was an overdosing of animal steroids. That was a common illegal abortion back then, and it didn't work. And now look at me. I have a ministry <laughs> with animals. It, is that is that like spitting in the face of Satan or what? You know, it's like, and I love it. I love it. So I, I had to share that with you. Um, praise God for you, mom, young mom over there. God bless you. That's amazing. Um, I, being that you. I feel the way I feel about you already, and I've only been here for 30 minutes. Um, <laughs> I want to petition you to pray for my mother-in-law, who is in the hospital and in really bad shape. She's got a leaky valve, and she's got some kind of internal bleeding going on, and she's in bad shape right now. Her name's Joan. Um, praise God. She is a believer, and so if she doesn't make it out of this, we know she's better off than we are, okay? But my father-in-law, who is in the VA in Salisbury, 
is not good. He's even worse because he's now going into dementia and Alzheimer's and, you know, doesn't recognize everybody all the time. And he is not a believer as far as we can understand. Okay? We've, we've worked on him for years. I mean, my whole 21 years of my marriage, okay? But, um, you know, his name's Joe. So that's my prayer request. If you don't mind, if you're the prayer warrior type, I would love that. Now, <clears throat> let me tell you something. Um, these animals, they're not our pets. They're wild animals. They are very trained wild animals and very spoiled. <laughs> we shop at Costco. Uh, yeah, they get the best of the best. And let me tell you something, folks, okay? If you don't already understand this concept, animals in captivity live better than most people. Yeah, it is true, especially in America, okay? Animals live better than most people. But mind you, okay, these animals don't belong here today. They don't belong in my van, even though it's running with the air conditioning on and they're very well fed. They've got the best veterinarians available. They don't even have to pay a copay. <laughs> I mean, these animals got it made. They don't have to worry about predators, right? I mean, they're, they're, they've got it going. But they don't belong here today. They really belong at that Methodist church down the... No, I'm just, <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. No, they really belong out in the... They belong out in the wild. Now, they would be there if it was a perfect world, but it's not a perfect world. Otherwise, we wouldn't be worried about abortion. Otherwise, we wouldn't feel the need to pray for another church. Otherwise, we wouldn't feel the need to fast. Who wants to fast? <laughs> I don't want to fast, but let me tell you something. If you're not hearing from God, okay, if you're not hearing from God, if you're deep in the word where you should be, because this is what changes our heart to be more familiar to God's eyes. If you're in the Word, and if you're praying, 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 if you're praising and worshiping Him, and you are not hearing from Him in your life, you need to fast. You need to fast. And listen, make it hurt. Okay? Don't be like, oh, well, I'll skip breakfast and lunch, and I'll just eat dinner. Okay? No. Make it hurt. No, I'm not kidding. I mean, it is funny the way I'm saying it. But I am serious because I am, I am a faster, okay, when I am wandering aimlessly and feel like I am disconnected. Because you know what? I love food. Most of us men do, right? And it doesn't always have to be quality. I like quantity, right? And, and you know what? Fasting is sacrificial and God knows that it hurts me, okay? And he knows that I'm being real serious if I fast for one, two, or three days in a row. Because let me tell you, if you're not hearing after one day, do it for two. And if you don't hear it for two, do it for three. Trust me, you're not going to die. Okay? Just drink plenty of water. Okay? And I'm not kidding you. If you are feeling hopeless in your life and your walk with Christ... Fast. Fast and read the word. You will not believe what you will experience. And I am, I am not kidding you at all. And 
let me tell you, these animals, they would not be here if it was a perfect world. And guess what? If it was a perfect world, we wouldn't be calling it the wild. Because it wouldn't be wild. It would be peaceful, and there'd be lots of harmony. But we know that's not the case, is it? It's not the case. Matter of fact, I'll give you a great example. If it was a perfect world, there would not only be these animals here today, there'd be no Dan the Animal Man, and there would be no North Carolina Zoo, there'd be no San Diego Zoo. It's a byproduct. I'm a byproduct of a fallen creation. If it wasn't for disobedience, we wouldn't be disconnected from God like we are. There, there's a huge gap. But Christ took care of that. He provided the cure to the disease that we have called sin. You see, these animals, they don't sin. They're just being what they are. They're just doing what they do. And they do it really well every day. Even when they're where they don't belong. You will see that on display today. But let me just warn you. God calls us to walk by faith, not by sight. Today, I'm going to provide a lot of sight for you. Evidence of our Creator. Much like a building is always the evidence of a builder. And like a painting is always evidence of a painter. Okay? You didn't come in here today and say, Wow, the color blue, black, and white got together in the art room last night and had a party! And here's the slide for today. No, no, no. There's an artist, right? Then how in the world can we look at God's creation and go, Duh! Look what happened by chance over millions and millions of years. It is that sad. Because let me tell you, that doesn't line up with God's word. And if you think it does, you better start at the beginning again. Okay? Because listen, if God wanted you to think that everything happened by chance over millions and millions of years of random chance activity, okay, he would have told you that. A clear reading of his word, does that take you down that road? Never. Just a bunch of people with a bunch of alphabet soup behind their name that think they know more than they really do. You know, it's kind of, you know, I call evolution a, a, an adult fairy tale. <laughs> yeah, because it is. Because here's the simple fact. God doesn't need time. Right? Because here's the thing. If you add time to God in his creation... If you make six days like six billion years, oh, it wasn't really a day. It was just all this glump of time. Then you make God what? A bigger God? No. You make God a little bitty God. Yeah, because time plus power is less power. Less time equals more power. And listen, the God that I worship and the God that I believe that you worship, the God in three, Christ the, the Son, God the Father, and the Holy Spirit, listen, he doesn't need time, he doesn't need tools, and he doesn't need me, and he doesn't need you, and he doesn't need America, but he wants us, he wants you, he wants me, but he wants us to stop turning our back on him and running the other way, something these creatures will never do, they will always be exactly what God designed them to be, and be that, and be that really well to his glory. Because they're his credits. They will never turn their back on him and run the other way and try to be something they're not. But you and I will. Because we have that wretched disease called sin. These animals are tuned in. I'm a trainer. 
but they still have a mouth and can bite. So when I bring them out, it's super important to stay still, sit quiet, and just look with your eyes and listen with your ears. I'll try to answer as many questions as I can during the message. If I can't get to your question, okay, in the time that we have, you're more than welcome to ask me after during the meet and greet. We're going to do a meet and greet. You'll be able to come up and touch an animal, get your picture with your head in its mouth. Uh, Oh, I mean touching it. Um, No, (laughs) none of that today. (laughs) No, Uh, you'll be able to touch it, get your picture. You don't have to touch it. You can just stand up here like, like this, right, and do a cheese, and whoever's taking the pictures out here by Pink Dress Girl, okay? That's where you'll do it from. And, and then you'll exit the stage the opposite way. So we just keep it kind of flowing, right? Anytime you touch any animal, what should you do? You should always wash your hands. Even after you touch your own animal's home. Dogs, cats, rats, birds, your dad. Yeah, always wash your hands, right? Hot water and soap is best, okay? Antibacterial squirt is okay, all right? Are you ready to see the first creature? <clears throat> We're going to start out in Africa, okay? And... And I like to get the most dangerous creature out of the way first, okay? Um, it just, you know, because then I know it's done and over with, right? But let me tell you this. Even though this is the most dangerous creature I have with me today, okay, it is the sweetest animal I have ever worked in my entire career. Oh, yeah. It, it's absolutely amazing. But it is the most dangerous animal I have with me today, And I'll tell you why. Because in the wild of Africa, this creature will be responsible for killing some of the largest predators in Africa. It'll take down hyenas, leopards, cheetahs, jackals, African hunting dogs. This creature will even take down the king of beasts, the lion. That's right. And I'm not lying. (laughs) All right. So sit really still. Hold on to the ones that aren't accountable (laughs) for their own actions. Right? If you need an extra leash, I've got a couple in the truck. Uh, No, I'm just kidding. But no, hold hold on to them, okay, if they are prone to wander. Because listen up. Hey, I love these animals very much. And you're going to understand that very quickly when you see how I work with them. Okay? But here's the simple fact. There's no animal in this world more important than one of you, (laughs) even the back row. (laughs) No, seriously, there's no animal more important than a person. No, I, I don't care if it's a cheetah, a spotted owl. I don't care if it's a panda. I don't care if it's a gorilla. (laughs) No, I'm serious. I mean, I, I love gorillas. I worked them in a zoo setting at the Los Angeles Zoo. Okay, I love gorillas. I'm a primate guy. I mean, chimps, orangs, I worked with them all. Okay, I love them very much. But there's no animal more important than a person. Okay, it doesn't matter if it's a kangaroo. It doesn't matter if it's this first animal. It doesn't matter if it's a koala. (laughs) None of them have the qualifications (laughs) to be more important than a person. For the simple fact that after God created everything, he created the best last. That's people. Yeah, that's right. And I know that because his word, verse 26 of the first chapter of Genesis, after he's created everything, he says this. Let us, that's the Trinity, Father, Son, Holy Spirit. Let us create man in our, the the Holy Spirit again, uh, Jesus and God. 
Let us create man in our image according to our likeness, not in the likeness of a monkey or an ape. This first creature, her name is Barb. Yeah, last name, Wire. And she is a mighty animal that's not looking for a problem. She's fully, and she definitely doesn't want a problem. Good, come on. Good girl. Good girl. Now, it's very important to sit still and stay quiet. And whatever you do, do not scream, okay? Do not scream during the presentation, okay? Unless I'm screaming. If I'm screaming, by all means, freak out, okay? Yeah. This creature is uh, obviously a porcupine. Good girl. Uh, she's the largest type of porcupine in the world. She's called the African crested porcupine. She gets the name crested because of her, her crest, right? What do we call that crest? A mohawk. What's the coolest thing about this mohawk, ladies? It's all natural. Yeah, look, dark roots and highlights. <laughs> She's got over 2,000 quills coming out of her body, hypodermic needle sharp, two razor blade edges coming down from the needle tip, about an inch and a half or so. She's the second largest rodent in the world, second to the capybara from South America, which is like a giant brown guinea pig. So the African crested porcupine, she's a barb, she's 53 pounds, she'll um, she's full grown. The boys get up to about 60 pounds. Um, notice she's not looking for a problem. Okay. She's got her quills down. She's just kind of hanging out looking to nuzzle me. Right. Right. She just wants to go back to the, yeah, the air conditioning. <laughs> yeah. She wants to go back to her crate and go back to sleep because God designed her to be nocturnal. That's right. God designed the porcupine to be up at night. She's up at night and sleeps during the day. She's enjoying a little banana action there. Okay. Um, Ethan, I forgot to grab the wet wipes. They're behind your seat, between the porcupine crate and your seat. Can you go get them? Because we'll need to. Yeah. Um, you know what happens when banana gets smeared all over the table? <laughs> it gets slippery. You get the point, right? It'll stick with me all day. No, seriously. Yeah, I mean, we don't want her slipping off, do we, Maddie? No, we got, no, no, say no, not yet. Yeah. So the porcupine, uh, amazing creature, again, not looking for a problem. Her first warning, if she's upset, mad, or annoyed, she'll flare out her quills. She'll stick her quills. You know how a peacock or a turkey can fan out their feathers? Porcupines can fan out their quills and she'll stick up her crest or her mohawk, right? Second warning. She'll stomp her feet. Her third warning. It's the one that causes all the confusion. Her third warning is a flip of her body. She will shake her shoulders side to side, okay? When she does it, it's, it makes her quills click together, and it's actually very loud. Listen, when I do it, it's not as loud, but hear that? Imagine her shaking her body side to side. It's very loud. Well, the reason I say this is the, this is the threat that causes the confusion, it's because 
porcupines, they shed their quills. They typically drop to the ground. Now, I know many of you, even right now, still think that porcupines shoot their quills. They do not shoot their quills, only in the cartoons. Don't get your information from the cartoons, right? Or that movie Zookeeper, right? Kevin James, movie magic, okay? That was a South American porcupine, by the way. But what happens is, and Jeff, this is for you, okay? But li- it, you know what this is, right? <laughs> Th- this is a, a, it's a what? No, it's for your deacons. Yeah, it, deacon disorder. <laughs> right, no, I'm just kidding. <laughs> for your disorderly deacons. Yeah. Uh, no, don't poke them with this. <laughs> it's 10 days of augmenting. <laughs> it's not good. But, uh, yeah, some of you are following me on that. Uh, no, but look, Jeff, I'm going to give this to you, okay, after I'm done playing with it here. <laughs> uh, but look, here's what I do. See this? I'm, I'm wiping the liability from my hands, and you are now responsible for it. Yeah, it's a weapon, you know. I mean, this could hurt somebody really bad, especially a child, okay? It's not a toy at all. But he'll have this, so if you ever want to see it, okay? But here's what happens. These quills don't always drop to the ground. Sometimes when they shed and release from the follicle, they just kind of stay wedged in there like that. And as you can imagine, when she does her third-level threat, right? When she does her third-level threat, if there's a wedged quill in there, that quill appears to do what? It appears to shoot out. Again, okay, that's okay. They don't shoot their quills. They shed them, okay? About 18 or 20 a night, sometimes more, sometimes less. Okay, Ethan, come here. Will you go take this to Pastor Jeff? He's right over there in the gray shirt. See him put his hand up? Thank you. Don't run, don't run. (laughs) (laughs) My own child running with a quill. (laughs) What I just warned against. Uh, No. But, uh, yeah, this creature is very, very serious when it comes to protecting itself, as you can imagine. But it's not offensive. God didn't design it to be a bully and push things around. It's, it's not a predator, okay? Um, this animal is looking to mind its own business. So its third-level threat is a shake of the quills. The fourth one is my favorite. You see, a lot of people think that you can write with that quill. They'll say that to you all the time. Yeah, they'll say, oh, I could write, you know, old school with that, dip it in ink. That's not true. It's not hollow. If you cut that quill, oh, thank you so much. Um, If you cut that quill open, if you cut that quill open and look inside of it, it has a styrofoam-like substance inside like a what? Like a noodle. What do noodles help us do? They help us to float, right? They help us float. And then you can swim, right? But she's got, ooh, easy, relax. <laughs> Get off the caffeine. <laughs> uh, yeah. So they've, they, she's got 2,000 noodles coming out of her body, right? She's very buoyant. She's a great swimmer because she's so buoyant. Um, again, they're not hollow. They're styrofoam-filled. Okay, guys, good job, good job. Thank you. Go step to the side there. Now, she does have 12 or 15 hollow quills. They're my favorites. They're right here in her tail. They're coming out of her tail. They're about the size of my pinky, and they're hollow like a drinking straw. So when she shakes her tail really fast, it sounds just like a... That's right. It sounds just like a rattlesnake. Is that a good sound or a bad sound? 
Oh no, my friend. That's a good sound. Why? It's a warning. That's right, it's a warning. Would you rather the rattlesnake not warn you? <laughs> hey, I want to be warned by the rattlesnake. You see, rattlesnakes don't want to bite you. Not even the tiniest little baby blessing here does a rattlesnake want to bite. Because they can't eat that tiny little baby blessing. Okay? And besides, it's a waste of venom. And venom is very expensive to make, especially in this economy. Yeah, they don't want to. Hey, if a rattlesnake wanted to bite you, it's not going to be like, here I come. Yeah. It's not going to tell you it's coming. It's going to be very quiet and sneaky, right? Now, there is one snake in North America that will make it a point to come after you. You see, most people are always afraid of snakes, right? You know why, right? You know why people are afraid of snakes? You know, if I had a snake with me today, it'd be the safest animal I have with me. That's not, I'm not kidding. It's no joke. There's only a handful of snakes in this whole world that if they see you, they will actually come at you. Now, I'm not saying there's only a few that will bite you. Any animal with a mouth can bite. But there's only one type of snake in North America that if it sees you, it will come after you. Anybody know what it is? A politician. That's right, a politician. Yep, that's right. Uh, no, I'm kidding. It's, it's called a water moccasin. This guy here got it. It's, it shocks me. It's like the first time. Have you ever seen my show before? <laughs> no, it's called a water moccasin, also known as a cotton mouth. Okay? There's only a handful of snakes. And most snakes, folks, in the, in the world are not even venomous. And ladies, okay, I know that we're infested with copperheads in North America. I mean North Carolina. Okay, North Carolina has more than its share of copperheads. But they're not in the backyard going, <laughs> I can't wait till she comes out to water the tomatoes. <laughs> now, if you're a Lowe's employee, <laughs> uh, no, I'm just kidding. <laughs> Y'all hear about that, right? It wasn't too far from here, actually, at that Lowe's, right? It's launched out. Yeah, some Home Depot person put it there, I heard. <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. I'm, that's just a joke. Don't spread that rumor. Okay, snakes don't want any part of you. They really don't. They can't eat you. Snakes are feared because they're associated with bad news. What's the bad news? The, snakes were, the snake was, the, uh, was center stage during the worst day this world has ever seen. When Adam and Eve did what? They disobeyed. Boys and girls, is it a good day when we disobey or a bad day? It's a bad day, isn't it? That's right. Yeah. And the snake is the most feared animal in the entire world, believer or not, because it's associated with bad news, not good news. But that's going to change today. Okay? I'll come back to that here pretty soon. All right? Um, so the porcupine, amazing, amazing rodent. Here, let me uh, let her finish this, this uh, peanut, and then I'll show you a couple things real quick before I move on to another creature. Let me show you this ear. Some of you over here can see the ear right now. It looks eerily similar to ours. We must have come from the porcupine. <laughs> no, remember, verse chapter of Genesis, verse 26, God says he created us in his image according to his likeness. Hold on. Look at this ear. It looks just like a human ear. 
Okay, maybe your grandpa's with all that fur coming out of it. <laughs> but it looks just like a human ear. Why? We have the same creator. We have the same designer. It's his prerogative to use a, a design feature from something else. He can do whatever he wants. He's God, right? We got to stop making it so difficult, okay? It's not difficult as long as you read it. <laughs> you got to read it to understand it. You got to pray for understanding. God didn't have his word written for only a select few, or t for a select few to interpret it for you. God had his word written to be easily understood by all. Our God is not the author of confusion and lies. He is an orderly, detailed God. He's so orderly and detailed. This animal, sorry, sweetie. This animal is, is a shedding creature. It sheds orderly, sequentially. Not randomly. This creature needs this equipment. If it didn't have this equipment, it would have been extinct a long time ago because the first couple droughts in Africa, the lions, leopards, cheetahs, hyenas would have wiped them all out if they didn't have these toothpicks. Right? I mean, it's, that's just a fact. They would be gone by now. And they're not gone. They're rodents. They breed readily. And they're vermin over there. They're not protected. You could go get a $50 permit and probably kill as many as you want over there. There's, I mean, it's, a, it's like a beaver here, right? You can, go, you can go kill as many beavers as you want. Okay, you know why? Because they're considered vermin. I love beavers. I think they're cool. Look, look at this thing. Look at these teeth, right? See these teeth? I mean, you get rid of the quills, replace it with fur, replace the rattle with a paddle. It's a beaver. See those teeth? Yeah, no doubt, huh? Good girl. That's my good girl. Um, like I said, I am an animal trainer. That is a trained behavior. I'm paying her for the behavior right now. Some of you over here see her licking my arm, right? Did you see that? Because she's good with it, right? She's trained that way. So she allows, good girl, say, she allows me to do that. Why? Well, she's a rodent. And if I don't keep track of her, her teeth, she could be in trouble in captivity, because like your guinea pig, your mouse, your rat, your gerbil or hamster, they need wood or bones to chew on. One, it helps them to brush their teeth. Their teeth never stop growing, right? She also gets the marrow out of the center, calcium-rich marrow. And she also files down her teeth. You know how your mom sharpens her claws? I mean, files her nails? <laughs> yeah. Oh, that one didn't go over too well, did it? <laughs> uh, <laughs> Uh, yeah, she has to file down her teeth. If she doesn't, they'll grow out of control, cause infection in the mouth, and she'll die. She lives about 23-plus years in captivity in the wild, 13 to 15. Longest living rodent out there. But an animal that God designed to be what it is and do what it does and does it really well, it will do that every day, whether it's here at New Song or whether it's anywhere. Okay, it's always going to bring glory to God. It'll never wake up tomorrow and say, you know, I'm sick of being a porcupine. Today, I rebel. Today, I am a giraffe. He's, she's never going to do that. But who will? We will. That's not what God wants. God wants us to run towards him all the time. Let me take a girl question, a boy question, and two adult questions. Girl, question. Girl, question. Girl, there, there's not a girl question here. <laughs> Let's write that down. 
That's never No, seriously. Any girl questions? Boy questions? Boy questions? No? No? Yeah, go ahead. It's all right. No? How about an adult? Any adults have a question? You're just ready for another creature. I can, yeah, you want to give it? Let's hear it. No way. Can you touch the back of the porcupine? <laughs> Absolutely not. Absolutely. Anybody else have a question? Boy? Yes. Uh, Wake Forest. Yeah, no. Africa, south, uh, the southern part of Europe, and the northern part of India. Where else does it live? All over the place, buddy. They they are all they're very successful little rodents, and um, they usually have um, they usually have one baby, sometimes twins. Okay, and yes, back row, they're born fully quilled. Breach. No, I'm just kidding. No, no, the breach part was a joke, but. <laughs> but they are fully quilled, okay? But listen to this. Here's, some, here's a little gold nugget for you, okay? The quills are soft for the first couple hours. Why? Because, ladies, you are the only female creature that God created that has pain during the laboring of their young. Are you with me? Okay. The kitty. Now, I'm not saying that female, other female creatures, and I call you a creature because you're a creature, not an animal. You're a creature because you're part of God's creation. More specifically, you're created in God's image. You are a person, but animals are animals. People are people. Okay. These things are not animals. No matter how well you treat your dog, it is still a dog. It will never read God's word. Okay. It just. Coco the gorilla can't either. And Coco the gorilla is not really doing sign language. You know that, right? Just checking. Okay. And if you still think she is, you should see me afterwards so I can reprogram you. No, I'm serious. And, 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 and if you want my references, just go watch the chimp movies I filmed. I made them look like little people. Okay. Uh, the, Coco the gorilla is doing a, a, a behavior that looks like sign language to get what? Paid, okay? Coco the gorilla hasn't asked for the keys to get out of that joint, okay? Coco the gorilla has never asked for a dictionary, <laughs> right? And guess where Coco the gorilla is? I don't know. It wore off, right? But if she was really doing sign language, you'd know where she is, wouldn't you? Because she'd probably be like leading an underground revival among captive-bred gorillas learning sign language, right? <laughs> Seriously, they don't do it, okay? They don't do it. That chimps aren't little people. And don't ever come up to me and say, oh yeah, I heard a chimp's like the, the, the smart or the intelligence of a five-year-old. Don't, I'm the wrong guy to come and say that to, okay? Because I will handcuff you to myself until I change your mind, okay? Because this is my fifth five-year-old and I've worked 15 different chimps, three different orangs, and like I said, baboons, gibbons, I've, I've, I'm a primate guy. They're not people, they're not created in God's image. They'll never be able to read, and they don't really do sign language. Okay? All right. 
Now, the next creature is one. Don't run, buddy. Don't run. Um, when, you, when you run or jog like that, um, she could interpret that as, uh-oh, <laughs> there's something to be running from, right? See, animals want to feel comfortable, right? They want to feel comfortable. Animals will bite you for one of two reasons, right? One, they feel threatened or uncomfortable, upset, mad, annoyed, right? Or number two, you're on the menu, right? Don't worry. All my animals are very well fed. <laughs> yeah. You have a question? What do porcupines eat? Um, well, today on the diet, she's already eaten a tomato, a banana, one big chunk out of her cooked sweet potato. Yeah, yeah it's spoiled, right? She gets cooked sweet potato every day. There's a cucumber, a head of romaine. Here's a mango. Here's an apple. There's four carrots. There's eight monkey chow, a handful of peanuts, uh, one clementine cut in half because she hates to open the skin. Um, <laughs> even if I wash it, um, and a handful of blueberries. Sounds yummy, huh? And, and by the way, back row, think about this for a moment. Remember I said these animals live better than most people? Okay, that diet right there alone represents a better diet than most people get in the world every day. No, seriously. You know, and most sheeples out there have no clue what that really means, right? Because most sheeple only live like this. Are you with me? right that can change though right that can change we just have to grab them and hold them and 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 show them what's going on right most people don't get that coming out next we're going from africa step up step up we're going from africa stop 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 we're going from out she's trying to work and you're playing boy that's right and by the way hey if you don't like me using the word parent as a verb <laughs> too bad <laughs> yeah because it is a noun and a verb right so ethan don't hinder her while she's trying to actually do the work right you're playing you need to go get the door there for me boy thank you very much good job you have a question green shirt girl let's hear it hold on to that boy she is a female her name's barb yeah last name wire <laughs> you get the point right <laughs> How much does she eat? She's 53 pounds. The boys get up to about 60 pounds. Coming out next, one of my favorite creatures in the entire world. Hi there, buddy. How are you doing? Oh, Gucci, 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 goo goo. Go open the door. Go open the door. Leave that one open. Go open the door. Hurry, hurry, hurry. Hurry, hurry, hurry. Silver door. Come on, bud. Oh, is it? One of my favorite creatures in the world. Definitely my favorite bird. Um, not just because he's so amazing himself, but owls in general. Can somebody grab that door for me, please? Owls in general are just absolutely amazing. And no, they can't turn their head all the way around. 
Uh, you know, I know most people think they can. Um, they can only turn their head all the way around in the cartoons. <laughs> Again, don't get your information from the cartoons. Owls, God designed with a very special vertebrae um, in their neck called an atlas vertebrae. It allows them to turn their head 270 degrees right there. See that? I had a fourth grade teacher that could do that. Yeah. Well, I thought she could anyway. Yeah. Uh, he's, got, uh, he's got that special vertebrae because look at his eyeballs. They're huge in this little bitty head. He's got just a little bitty head. And big eyes, right? Look at me. Little eyes, big old head. Right? So think about this. If you made your eyes equal to his, okay? If you made your eyes equal to his, no matter how big or little you are here today, if you make a fist and hold it up to your eye, that's about how big your eye would have to be to be equal to his. Or to give you a better idea, if I made my eye as big as this softball, right? That is huge. Do we need eyes this big? Absolutely not. Absolutely not, because God gave us the most complex what in our head? Brain. Remember, verse 26 of the first chapter of Genesis, God says, Let us create man in our image, according to our likeness. Let him rule over the beasts of the sea and the birds of the air. Hey, that's why I can do what I'm doing, not because I'm so great. I'm just a guy with a cool job. But God obviously put in my DNA some kind of specialized deal where he wanted me to be a vessel for him through working with animals. Okay? Each and every single one of you were knitted together in your mother's womb by God. And you all were given some kind of special DNA, some gift or talent that he wants to use in your life. But that's something you have to decide. And it's not just about deciding to do that. It's about submitting to do that. You see, when I do those secular gigs, when I do all that movie and television stuff, Letterman, Leno, Regis Kelly, Good Morning America, Hannity and Combs, Greta Van Susteren, Inside Edition, I didn't have to take those tracks in my pockets and hide them all over the place. I didn't have to take those celebrities a Bible. But woe is me to miss out on an opportunity to push forth the truth. Right? I mean, you know, some of you that, that know Jesus as your Lord and Savior, you might feel a little introverted. I feel pretty introverted. No, I'm just kidding. Uh, no, you might feel a little introverted. You might have a hard time sharing. Well, next time you get those credit card or finger hut solicitations, take that postage paid envelope, slip a track in it, put it in the mail. Seriously, I do that all the time. And I don't have a problem sharing. But I just love to use those postage paid envelopes to promote the gospel. <laughs> you know, it's like, you going to send me some of your stuff? I'm going to send you some of my stuff on your dime. <laughs> right? Yeah. Because it didn't take me a dime, right, to do it. Right? I just let them stack up. And once a month, I go through and I put a, a Ray Comfort track in there, buddy. Yeah. And you know what my hope is? I hope that someday when I go through the gates of heaven, I'll be surrounded by a bunch of people rejoicing and saying, hey, man, I got your track. Wouldn't that be cool? I mean, you know, 
It's about submitting for, 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 for being a vessel. God wants you to be his vessel, okay? This animal doesn't have to submit. It has to be what it is and do what it does. But what does it do? Look, it's, it's a painting. I mean, think about the porcupine. The porcupine is painted not like this animal, very different. The porcupine, pardon the pun, is painted to stick out, right? It's not a camouflage pattern. The porcupine is painted to stick out. Look at this camouflage. I mean, mossy oak, eat your heart out, right? Real tree has nothing on this camouflage, right? God knows exactly what he's doing. He gave this, this bird uh, uh, this camouflage because it's a predator. It's a very quiet bird. Hey, Ethan, sit down and stay there. Maddie, you come over here. Maddie, come over here. Maddie, come over here. Good, right over here and sit down over there. So this creature, when you look at it, it brings God the glory by its design. Well, I was talking about the eyes. You know what researchers say about its eyes? You know, everybody always wants to, how powerful are its eyes? By the way, its ears, its hearing is extraordinary. But everybody always looks at the eyes because they're so big. Scientists that study eyes of people and animals, they say his eyes are so powerful. If he was the wise old owl, is he the wise old owl? He'll never read a book. Especially the most important book anybody could ever read called the Bible. Bible. And it's the most important book anybody could ever read because it has the most powerful knowledge anybody could ever gain. The gospel. That's right. This creature will never read it. But if he could, scientists say he could probably read a book a whole football field away. Could I do that? Oh, yes, I could. Sure, I could. Because somebody just like all of you fed their brain by reading lots of books, gained lots of knowledge, used it in a powerful way, and invented something called the telescope or a pair of these. Binoculars. Will he ever design anything? One thing. A nest. Yep, and never a two-story nest with a swimming pool out back, right? He'll never build a house to worship his creator. He'll never make an iPhone. He'll never build a space shuttle. He'll be an owl. He'll get up every day and do what owls do. They kill with their talons, special feet called talons. And he eats everything. Mice, snakes, squirrels, rabbits, raccoons, opossums, rats, bats, and even kitties. Cats. Oh, yeah, he even eats those little wannabe dogs. Yeah, you know the type, right? Yorkies, Dachshunds, Poodles, Chihuahuas. Yeah, hey, listen, when we let our little dog out at night, we turn the floodlights on, we got a flashlight, because this guy and our great horned owl, he's a Eurasian eagle owl, by the way. This guy and our great horned owl, they're hooting up a storm. We have a 20-acre farm out outside of Wake Forest where we have our sanctuary. And if you're out on our property late at night, you'll hear this. And if you hear listen long enough, you'll hear one of these. I'm available. Yeah. So what happens? We draw all these wild owls into our property. Yeah. So our cats and our dog are in the danger zone. At first thing in the morning, last thing at night, right? Most dangerous times to be in the wild. An hour prior to sunset, an hour after sunset. An hour prior to sunrise, an hour after sunrise. Why? Those four hours of a 24-hour cycle, everyone is active. 
the diurnal animals are getting up or going to bed, and the nocturnal animals are going to bed or getting up. Those four hours, if you're a hunter, you want to be in place before those two shifts, okay? Because that's when everything goes down. Now, what makes this thing so successful? It could eat such large prey? God. God's the one that makes this thing successful. And how? Well, the most amazing part of this bird, as far as I'm concerned, are the feathers. You see, because owls are the only bird in the whole world with these special feathers. They have fringe around the outside edge of their feathers. Yeah, fringe. If you were looking at the edge of this secondary feather right here, you would see a fringe. On my Facebook, um, on my wall, there is a picture of uh, one of his primary feathers. And it's, I mean, it's a very, very pr professional um, a macro kind of look at this feather because this is the fringe. You can see that on there. And that's a silencing mechanism. Because when owls flap their wings, they don't make noise. All other birds make noise, regardless of the size. It could be an eagle, a hawk, a parrot, a toucan, a blue jay, a cardinal, even that cute little bird that hovers. A hummingbird. Why do they call it a hummingbird? Because he forgot the word. Yeah. No, they hum, right? If I had a train humming, you'd hear a buzz. Watch and see what you don't hear. Could you mute me for a moment? Because his, his, his wind, the wind that he generates from his wing beat, okay, it'll hit my microphone like this. You'll hear. That's God's amazing design. Hey, listen, fringe doesn't make itself. Rattles don't make themselves. God is a God of order and detail. And he's concerned about the order and detail of your life. Okay? I mean, he knows every bird that falls from the sky. But he says he knows every hair on your head. But he wants you to connect with him. He already knows you. He wants you to know him. What's he doing here? What's he doing? Well, he was breathing before. <laughs> right? What's he doing? He's thermoregulating right he's thermoregulating he's panting like a dog what do we do to thermoregulate we sweat right well the ladies shimmer <laughs> or glisten right no we sweat it's very important that's how we cool our body detox our body he pants like a dog would right he he's he's got his um, blood is is kicked up right now for one he just jumped on my fist over there but he was already kind of a little excited because when i pulled him out of the truck one of those ac units kicked on and went and sound like a monster and he jumped again <laughs> i was like no 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 <laughs> you stay right here <laughs> all right what's your question green jerk girl oh he's an adult yep he's an adult matter of fact he's the same age as ethan he's almost nine Yep. All right. You have a question? Well, God designed him with a special vertebrae in his neck, and he can turn it 270 degrees. Don't try that at home, okay? Your head will fall off. How about you, checker shirt boy? What's your question? What does he eat? Small children that disobey their parents. We're good, right? You good? 
Okay. I have a sign-up list after the program. <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. What's he eat? He eats um, in the wild a little bit of everything. Rats, mice, chicks, rabbits, guinea pigs. Um, he'll eat um, uh, dogs, cats. He'll eat rats, bats, um, birds, right? In captivity at our sanctuary, he gets mainly rats, okay? And he... Um, we, he, during the summertime, he usually gets two small or one medium. During the wintertime, he usually gets four small, two medium, or one large. Okay, in the wintertime, he needs more calories to stay warm. Okay, and we order everything off the internet. Matter of fact, this is a good time to say thank you for your support in advance. Okay, because it's a huge overhead, what we have. And, um, I mean, our, our uh, whole prey is over $7,000 a year. We order everything from the gourmet rodent. Yeah, out of Gainesville, Florida. Yeah, they ship it to us on dry ice in an insulated box, UPS, right next to your mom's Mother's Day present. <laughs> box of rats. <laughs> yeah, what's your question, buddy? Can you pet it? I will let you pet it. All right, hold on. Go, quick. All right, adult question. Adult question. Okay. Uh, about 35 in captivity. In the wild, about 20 to 25. Why does everybody live longer in captivity? Because it's not the wild. Right? Back row, you following me? Listen, the liberal media wants to romanticize the wild. The wild stinks. It does. Ask Free Willy. Yeah, it's funny, but it's sad, right? Are you catching what I'm throwing? Free Willy's dead because they let him into the wild. You can't do that, friend. How about the, all the gorillas? You know, you, you ever hear about the, uh, uh, what do they call real rich people that give their money to different things? Philanthropy. Yeah, you hear about that real uh, wealthy guy in Europe or uh, um, um, England or what? had a private collection of gorillas? And like Discovery or Nat Geo did a documentary on it. They moved him to Africa and, and they had onto an island and they built a bridge and they acclimated the gorillas for two months or whatever on the island. Then they dropped the bridge and let them out into the wild. And what happened? All dead within two weeks. Folks, we've got to cut the PC garbage out. We got to quit being, you know what? Let me tell you something, Christian. If you're offended by somebody else, if you are offended by somebody else's actions or words or lack thereof, guess what? That's your problem. You are letting the enemy infiltrate your circle. Do not be offended by people, ever. You're only in control of yourself. Don't let somebody else's um, nonsense bring you down, and create negative energy in your life. Because what does that negative energy attract? More negative energy. And when I say negative energy, I'm talking about spiritual, demonic energy. Plain and simple. But do you ever hear that talked about? Do you ever go to a church and hear, boom, somebody talk about abortion right off the bat? or fasting, or praying for another church. God forbid we pray for another church. Seriously, we got some issues going on in the church, okay? 
We need to start love, love, love. That's what we need. Love, love, love. Boys and girls, those that have your hands up, don't worry. I'll answer your question when you come up and meet me at, after the uh, show, okay? Um, we only have a certain amount of time, and I know my time's running out. So let me move on <clears throat> to the most important part of this message today, and that's with this next creature. And this next creature is, in fact, the safest animal I have with me to the, uh, the next creature, the safest animal I have with me today is the most feared animal in the whole world. But it is the safest. Let's see. Um, do I have um, like seven adult um, victims? I mean, seven adult volunteers that, that are not afraid. Okay, there's one, two. You gotta, gotta shed the kid. <laughs> Three, four, five, six, seven. Step back, step over there. All right, so if you ladies and gent, there's only one man that put his hand up. <laughs> Let's give it up for the one man. All the rest of you is just a bunch of sissies. All right, so shoulder to shoulder, shoulder to shoulder, palms face up. All right, okay. Shh, listen up. Very important to stay quiet, okay? All right, and don't worry. I'm fully insured. <laughs> no, no, it's all good. It's all good. He's very well fed. It, it, it'll be good. All right, everybody sit still, okay? Tighten up for a moment. I'll be right back. Okay, we just need about a 10-minute break. We'll be right back. Um, <laughs> yeah, you're doing good. All right, give him a round of applause. Yay! All right, so this is uh, Eaton. His name's Eaton. <laughs> Have you eaten lately? <laughs> Let's hope so, right? Um, Eaton here, he is, um, he's about, uh, he's almost 12 foot. He's a uh, albino Burmese python. He's not full grown. They'll get over 15 feet. And he is an albino. So this creature is a, is a poster creature for sin in two ways. One He's, he, was first, he was front row for the worst day the world's ever seen, right? God allowed Satan to come in the form of a ser serpent and beguile Eve, right? Number two, he's a poster creature for sin because he is an albino. Yeah, in a perfect world, there'd be no albinism. Albinism is a problem. It is a disease. He has no pigment. He cannot stay out in that sun for a prolonged amount of time. He'll die from it. He'd never get this size out in the wild because a predator would kill him. If he was proper color, he'd be a great camouflage color like the owl, right? This thing would be picked off by a predator, and if the predator didn't get him, the sun would, okay? He has no pigment. I'm going to start down at the dude. And we're going to get just a couple words from each of them and what they're experiencing. What are you thinking, blue shirt guy? Very strong. Very str look, he's got that little bitty piece, and he's talking about how strong it is. Everyone up here, do you believe he's strong? Absolutely. This thing is a powerhouse. Okay, it is. This thing's 95 pounds, by the way. Okay, next. What, um, we, what, we love life. That's good. Yes, I love that. Yeah, what do you, it's okay, just don't look him in the eye. 
Okay. No, I'm just, I'm just kidding. Go ahead. Yeah, he's, he, you know what? They anchor themselves because when they get this size, you know, the branches break when they're in the trees. Matter of fact, he wouldn't get in the trees much anymore if he was out in the wild at this size because branches break, right? But they will anchor their tail to a branch. What do you think, Glasses Gal? Amazing. She's amazed. That's awesome. I love that. Yes. Yes, good. Yeah, it's a good curl workout. That's for sure. What do you think, flower dress lady? Oh, yeah, the scales. Yeah, the, I mean, again, God is a God of order and detail. When we look at creation, it always points to order and detail. Unless who gets involved? Us. Yeah, because we're the ones with that disease called sin he wants us to use the creation not abuse it yes what do you think yeah you did it in <laughs> kindergarten that's awesome what did i do the show <laughs> you make me feel old <laughs> i do a lot of school assemblies what do you think yeah you can feel him well you three are in the most powerful po- spot okay this is the squeezing uh, um, this is the squeezing muscles, right? They will bite. They will grab and bite. They have 200 teeth in their mouth, three, three rows on top, two on bottom. And they grab a hold, and then they constrict. His name's Eaton. We also have a female that's almost 15 feet. Her name is Julia Squeezer. Yeah, she's, she's big and tough. All right, well, let's give it up for our victims again. Good, thanks, ladies. Good job, good job. All right, so... Here's the deal, and, and just hang with me for another moment, and then I'll dismiss you guys so you can come up for the meet and greet and touch it and, and get your picture with it, but listen to me, Shh, very important, relax, don't distract, okay, don't be a distraction. This animal, the safest animal I have with me today, is the most feared animal because of bad news, and I'm here to plead with you, Christian to stop the train from going forward as it pertains to the snake and bad news. Why do I say that? Well, because God does not want you to talk about the snake in a negative connotation anymore. You've heard this, right? Only good snake's a dead snake. Chop the head off of that thing, Henry. Hurry up. You with me? Now listen. If, if you think that that snake is a danger to you and your children, okay, and, and you've already researched that snake, I'm, I'm fine, kill it. Because people always first. But let me tell you something. God created everything and said it was what? Good. Yeah, he says good. And then what happened? Then he allowed Satan to use this creature to represent what? Bad. That's right. But guess what God did? God didn't only redeem you and I through the blood of Christ, but he also redeemed the snake. You know where? Well, if you look in the most important book you could ever read, the Bible, and you go to chapters tw- chapter 21 of Numbers, the stiff-necked Israelites were mocking God and running away from God, and they ran and he, he judged them with fiery serpents, and they died a wicked death. And they ran to Moses and said, Moses, Moses, we've sinned against God. Please ask him for mercy. So Moses goes to God. What's God tell Moses to do? 
make a brass serpent and affix it to a pole and tell the people to look into the eyes of the serpent and they will be healed, saved, rescued. God forbid, amen is right, brother. God forbid one of you all keel over here today, right? You're like, oh, snake, right? Who are we going to call? Jesus. (laughs) Jesus. <laughs> Absolutely. <laughs> no, who are we going to call on the phone? 911. Good job, buddy. At least somebody didn't say Ghostbusters. 911. It's like every time now, I guess it came out again. I don't know. You know, they can't make new movies. They had to remake everything, right? No. You call 911 and who shows up? Who shows up? Not the police. Somebody just keeled over. They just had a heart attack. The ambulance. Now, think of this. Think of this. Stop. Think of this. What's on the side of the ambulance? A snake on a pole or staff. A stick. Call it what you want. And guess where that comes from? That's a biblical symbol of salvation, healing, rescue it comes from the bible and when my daughter my 16 year old daughter and i went to india two years ago on a medical missions uh, um, uh, trip um, in the name of jesus we served at an orphanage and we were going around telling the local villages that we were doing a, a, a health day and all of a sudden a governmental ambulance went by me and guess what we're in a non-christian nation hostile to the gospel, not only a non-Christian nation, but the second largest people group in the world. And guess what was on the side of that governmental ambulance? A biblical symbol of salvation, rescue, healing, right? In a non-Christian nation. Well, I can tell you're not impressed. You must be one of those New Testament type, right? Well, guess what? I've got it for you in the New Testament. Are you ready? And this is awesome because this you want to talk about power? I mean, if that's not power enough of God redeeming the snake and using it to stand for salvation, this will top it off for you. What's the most popular Bible verse of all time? John 3.16, is there a youngin here that can belt that out for me? Is there a young person that can belt that out for me? You can, gray shirt, dress girl, or gray dress girl, you can? What's your name? Eva? Oh, that's pretty. Let's hear it. All right, give it up for Eva. Good job. Hey, wait, give it to her right now. And don't argue on stage in front of all these people again, ever, okay? Good. Or I'll open up a can of smiles. Go ahead. Eva, gray shirt, gray dress girl. She got it. Good job. You get a copy of my video. You know what? You know why I do that? Because, you know, our goodness is like filthy rags to God, okay? I do know that. But you know what I also I know? I know that when you speak God's word back to him, that does make him happy. He loves that, especially when you memorize it and speak it back to him. That's something that that God takes joy in, okay? 
So that's why I like to reward that. But listen, she just said John 3, 16. Now what I want you to do is come with me two verses backwards to John 3, 14, John 3, 15, and John 3, 16. Just as Moses lifted the serpent in the wilderness, so too shall the Son of Man be lifted up. For whosoever believeth in him shall not perish but have eternal life. For God so loved the world, he gave his only begotten Son. So anyone who believes in him shall not perish but have eternal life. My friend, you just heard the serpent being compared to Jesus. That's right. That's the ultimate redemption for this creature. Yeah, it is. It truly is. Okay? And I'm not some snake wrangling preacher from the mountains. <laughs> There's nothing biblical about that kind of snake wrangling. Okay? There's nothing biblical about taking a rattlesnake into a church on Sunday morning and hoo-ha, hoo-ha in the name of Jesus. That's not biblical. Okay? But I will tell you this. It is extremely biblical that the serpent has been compared to Jesus and redeemed by God. And this is why, I'll tell you why, it's easy. You look between the lines. Do you really think that God is ever going to be outdone by anyone, let alone Satan? That's the key, my friend. God, I mean, think about it. The snake is the most feared animal in the whole world by believers and Delayed believers. You know why I call them delayed believers, right? Because every knee will bow and every tongue will confess that Jesus Christ is Lord. There's no such thing as a non-believer. Okay? It's just by the time they believe, it's going to be too late, unfortunately. And that's why you all need to be a vessel. Be a vessel. Okay? It's not just Pastor Jeff's job. It's not just your missionary's job. It's not just my job. It's everybody's job that knows Jesus. Okay? He wants us to share it. <laughs> Let me rescue my daughter. <laughs> he loves uh, salmon-colored shirts. <laughs> no, watch this. Hey, do you want to bite me? No, just the ones in stripes. Oh, uh-oh. <laughs> As everybody looks down at what they're wearing. <laughs> but are you catching what I'm throwing here? I mean, the snake is feared by most, but it need not be. This snake doesn't want to come out. Look, it doesn't doesn't want to come after her now would it could it bite her absolutely it could bite me it could bite you any your own dog or cat can bite but animals have to have a reason to bite okay this snake wants nothing to do you none of those snakes out there want anything to do you with the exception of a few in the world very few only one in north america the water moccasin okay but it's still very important to have respect and watch and and not put yourself in a position to be attacked by something Okay, and when you're at the zoo, boys and girls, listen to your parents. Don't climb on things. Don't try to get in things because God forbid something happen. You know, we don't want that to happen. The Cincinnati Zoo didn't want that to happen. And that that child's mom didn't want that to happen. But it blows my mind back row. How many people are so ticked off that they took out that gorilla? It's sick. It is very sick. But what's it show us? It shows us that this is real and true. Because what is becoming wrong, or what is becoming right, 
what's right is becoming wrong and what's wrong is becoming right. God does not want us to worship his creation over him. Animals are, I love animals. I love to work with them. I love to teach people about them. I love to train them. I love the way they taste. I mean, I love animals. Very well-rounded. I mean, I'm looking forward to a bacon cheeseburger later. But here's the thing. In a perfect world, I wouldn't be having a bacon cheeseburger for lunch. Okay? And this animal wouldn't be here in captivity. It's a rescue, by the way. Okay? Um, like most of our animals. 80% of our creatures are rescues. But listen, this snake, and I'm not the biggest snake guy, but it doesn't, now here's how it changes. You go in the, you go in the other room and pet little bunny foo-foo and forget to do what? Wash your hands. You forget to wash your hands, and you walk in here with little bunny foo-foo smell on your hand, and pow, he's going to launch out and bite you. That's right. Restroom's right around the corner. Uh, yeah, he's going to bite you because you smell like his food. And what does he do? Read the Bible. God judged the snake, and he said, you're going to do what? Slither on your belly for the rest of your life and eat the dust of the earth well what do snakes do they stick their tongue out their tongue's like a computer disc and they catch information on their computer disc okay that information is the dust of the earth what is the dust of the earth you put off dust i put off dust your mom always smells better than your dad right but every living creature puts off a scent and this creature gets the scent on the end of its tongue and it brings it into its mouth and plugs it into its computer. God made a computer in the roof of his mouth. It's called the Jacobson's organ. And it tells him if something good to eat. Is he smelling anything good to eat here today? No, just some hot dogs. And he's not into that. No, no. He wants a rabbit or a big rat. So listen, don't worry when you come up here. Um, you don't touch his head. You can touch him anywhere but his head, okay? You guys were great. I, I want you to respect and love animals, but I really want you at the feet of Jesus. That's where I want you. God bless you. If it was the alligator, I'd say, see you later, alligator. But it's the python. Later on, python. <laughs> God bless you.